When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast on PitchList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is September 30th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Happy Friday. Do you have PL Plus? You don't. Get out of here. This is just for PL Plus members. Thank you all so much for supporting what we do through the entire year. And yes, guess what? We're going to have a lot of things this offseason as well. So we hope you stick around through the year and, of course, for 2023. But we got some stuff to talk about. So yesterday, Eric Lauer went five innings, zero and runs, one hit, zero walks, and nine strikeouts, 13 whiffs, 34% CSW, and only 71 pitches against the Miami Marlins. I will say this. His fastball, 10 whiffs. It's what you want to see. 41% CSW on that pitch. It's really good. The locations are not what we normally see when Lauer has success with his fastball. We'll say 93.7 miles per hour, right? Close to that 94 that we like. I'm going to say uh, fewer things that I'm going to repeat myself, which I've already done multiple times. What I'm trying to get at, the locations were down the middle and not really the best version of Lauer. He gets the Diamondbacks next. I feel like that's almost a trap play. I'm not going to say don't start him, but I'm not going to put him in the probable start team. I'm going to put him probably at the top of questionable, and it's not really something I'm going to be chasing in my leagues. Uh, we have Eduardo Rodriguez against the Royals. 6.2 innings, 0 runs, 5 hits, 4 walks, and 3 Ks. Really nice to see it. 77 over 26 whiffs on the changeup. He had a really good location of that down and arm side. The cutters uh, were able to be jammed inside righties. Sinkers kind of stayed away. It was a better version of Eduardo. It's still not the guy that you were looking forward to entering 2022. Hopefully in 2023, he can really get back and running in the way that, that we want to see him. But uh, this is against the Royals. He gets the Mariners next. I think like that's not the start that I want to go after at all against Seattle. Way different than the Royals, and even this one was four walks included. Jeffrey Springs against the Guardians. You know he has a 245 ERA after this. Six innings, zero and runs, three hits, zero walks, and five Ks. Insane. That's a 30% CSW good for a King Cole. Shoei Otani and Carlos Rodon each earned a golden goal. Oh, sorry, a uh, gallows pull on this. Otani went eight innings, zero and runs, two hits, one walk, and ten strikeouts, 18 whiffs. Carlos Rodon, six innings, zero runs, two hits, zero walks, and ten strikeouts as well. Otani was flirting with a no-hitter, and Carlos Rodon had reduced velocity. The crack nail maybe is affecting him still. It was still higher than the previous start. He was better at this one. Uh, you're just going to keep starting him, of course, both of them. Awesome seasons. Uh, you have Javier Assad against the Phillies. I'm happy it came through for all of y'all. Five innings, zero runs, five hits, two walks, and three Ks. The cutter wasn't actually the one here. It was more of the slider that did more things. I don't like him as much as Wisniewski. Um, and not nearly like Ortiz or Dre Jameson. Maybe we go after him against the Reds. He's a questionable start for that one. Uh, something to consider. But I don't really think that this was a start that said, oh, cool. Javier Saad is really good again. I don't really feel that way. Uh, Steven Wilson, you might know him from the from Porcupine Tree. Um, and those that understand that reference, I love you so much. He opened for Sean Manaya, uh, who won four innings, one earned run, three hits, zero walks, and two K, three Ks. Amazing stuff, honestly. I'm shocked to see it against the Dodgers for Manaya. 
doesn't really matter. I I don't really think the, the slider going 56% CSW is a sustainable thing. I think we still avoid Sean Mania. Cal Quantrill against the Rays. He's been a Toby this year. He has about a 3-5 ERA, if you can believe it. Six innings, one run, three hits, zero walks, and four Ks. He has about a 16% or 17% strikeout rate, though. Uh, yeah, you're going to keep doing it, I guess, you know. Nathan Evaldi against the Orioles. He came back from the IL. 4.2 innings, one run, five hits, zero walks, and three Ks. That sounds good. The velocity is down to 93.7. Ah, man. I mean, it's even worse than it was before the IL. I'm really terrified of this. 72 pitches. Probably will go to 80-85 in that next start. I just, It just feels so terrifying to me. I don't want to put myself in harm's way. Ranger Suarez came through against the Cubs. He's been really weird in the past month. Uh, 6.2 innings of... Sorry, 6 innings of 2 and run, 7 minutes, and we'll walk in 5Ks. Um, yeah, I don't want to chase it against the Astros. Let's just put it that way, okay? Okay. Louis Varland against the White Sox. We'll take it. 5 innings, 2 and runs, 3 hits, 2 walks, and 3Ks. I don't really want to chase it again in another start against the White Sox. Lucas Giolito in the same way was on the other side. He's going against the Twins. His fastball was down to 90.8. That's so strange to see Giolito, a guy who's thrown 93, 94 consistently, sometimes up to 95, down to 90.8. Five innings, two runs, four hits, three walks, six Ks. I feel like this is almost the ceiling against the Twins. I think it's going to be a questionable for me. I know it sounds crazy after putting him in a probable here for the Twins. Um, secondaries are really good. Uh, Changeup and, and Slider almost average 40% CSW between them. It's just, man, I feel like this is closer to the ceiling than the floor, and that's this is a very middling line. Um, Braxton Garrett, I oh, just didn't come through enough. Only four innings, not five. Against the Brewers, two earned runs, six hits, zero walks, two Ks. Not his best stuff. Now he gets Atlanta, so you just move on from Garrett. Mike Ballman, don't really care. Uh, uh, Gatterall opened for Andrew Heaney, four innings, zero and runs, three hits, one walk into six Ks. That's great. And this is actually kind of nice that Gatterall is opening because that means a limited amount of Andrew Heaney. means that he'll be in line for a win as opposed to otherwise. So good stuff there. And we want to see it again next week um, for the last start of the year. Um, and we're getting close to actually the final starts for everybody as we have six games left, six days left. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday. Yeah, that's the order of days. Um, so keep that in mind. You're only going to have one more start for a lot of these guys over the weekend. Uh, Cole Irvin against the Angels, four innings, three and runs, nine hits, one walk, six Ks. Don't really care for Irvin. He gets the Angels a second time. I don't really want to do it. Marco Gonzalez, uh, against the Rangers. Unfortunately, five innings, four and runs, six hits, one walk, and four Ks. I was a little high on, on Gonzalez. I have him as a probable start in this one, but now he gets the Tigers. And I kind of feel that Marco Gonzalez is a Toby like Quantrill and... Against the Rangers, you just kind of do it. He didn't come through. Changeup was good and everything else wasn't. Because the Tigers, you got to do that. Jonathan Heasley, speaking of the Tigers, well, he got trounced by them before. And guess what? He got trounced again this time. Yeah, don't touch him. Same with Ryan Feldner. Don't touch him. And John Gray went against the Mariners. Five innings, six hundred runs, eight hits, three walks, five Ks. Very disappointing. He was a tick down again. 95, not 96. His slider was okay. Got some whiffs. But yeah, this isn't good. Um, He gets the Yankees next. Do we start him for that? Ah. It's not the prime John Gray. I don't know. I'm going to put him probably in the top of the questionable. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to deke you there. <laughs> I'm likely going to put him in the top of the third tier, in the questionable start tier. I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a little concerning. It's up to you guys. But all right, looking forward to today, tomorrow, and Sunday. I actually went and ranked Sunday as of right now for you so I can have a better... 
uh, discussion for you on this Plus Switch podcast. So we have today Jacob deGrom, Sandy Alcantara, Corbin Burns, Kling Kershaw, Yu Darvish, Max Fried, Alec Manoa, Framber Valdez, Logan Gilbert, Jack Flaherty, Joe Ryan, Merrill Kelly, and Alex Cobb for today. The only change of that is that Framber Valdez is going today. Uh, make sure he is inside of your lineups. You have in the probable start tier, Brady Singer, Bailey Falter, Domingo Herman, Aaron Savali is going today against the Royals. Make sure he's there. I like this one a lot. Curveball usage was up last time. He's stretched out. That's good. Also, Adrian Sampson and Reed Detmers. Adrian Sampson's getting the Reds. I think that's a good streaming play, honestly. I think the floor is pretty high um, in this situation as he hosts the Reds in Wrigley. I think you can go for that one. And Reed Detmers did look better last time against the Astros. He gets the Rangers now. I think this might be a step forward for Reed Detmers as he likely is making his last start of the year uh, and hopefully can go out on a high note. Question will start here. Drew Rasmussen against the Astros thing is just too risky. Graham Ashcraft is kind of interesting against the Cubs, but it's not something I want to throw myself. Um, you know, I don't want to put myself in danger. Uh, Jordan Lyles now goes for the Yankees, not Voth. I like Lyles more than Voth because he, you know, he goes six innings every so often and everything. But yeah, I don't want to chase it. You know, Johan Aviedo. I moved him up above Glen Otto. I think that the stuff from last time does indicate a higher ceiling at the moment than Glen Otto. Glen Otto is going against the Angels. I don't want to do any, either of those, though. And the doubleheader is happening today instead of tomorrow because of Hurricane Ian potentially raining out stuff over the weekend. So Nova Syndergaard is going to be likely limited as he's been in relief. So he goes against the Nationals. And I like he wasn't even amazing beforehand. So be careful with that one. And they do not start to. Nick Pavetta goes against the Jays. Anibal Sanchez, I moved up in this one to the Phillies because he has gone five, six innings, a little bit more than the other guys. Tyler Alexander is going today. I don't want to do that. Drew Hutchinson is going tomorrow. We'll talk about that in a second. But do not start either one. You know that. Davis Martin against the Padres. I don't want to do that. Ken Waldachuk against the Mariners. Eric Fetty, don't trust the Feds against the Phillies. And Chad Cool against the Dodgers. No way inside of LA. Doesn't matter. Just You're not doing it. Looking forward to the Saturday. You have Max Scherzer, Dylan Cease, Luis Castillo, I can say things. Um, Christian Javier is now going tomorrow. Make sure he's in your lineup. Nestor Cortez, Nick Lodolo, Jordan Montgomery, and Kyle Wright. Of these, I think the only questionable one here is Kyle Wright, as this is an amazing series this weekend with the Mets and Braves. I got to say, this is they're both vying to get that first round by. You have Aces versus Aces, Freed and DeGrom today, Scherzer and Wright tomorrow. Then you have Bassett and Morden on Sunday. Amazing. You got to watch this. And I am going to bank that Kyle Wright is worth your time in all leagues. And he's as the adrenaline will be there to push him over the edge. So start him there against the Mets. I think that's the most contentious one. The probable start here looks like the Diamondbacks are going to go Dre Jameson on Saturday, not Sunday. Make sure you get him in your lineup. I love that stream against the Giants. You have Ross Stripling then against the Red Sox. And you have two other really good, considerable streams here. Michael Grove against the Rockies and Luis Ortiz against the Cardinals. I would be going for all three of these. Make sure you can get them if you can. Um, Kyle Gibson against the Nationals. He just had, what, 26 whiffs last time? Knowing him, he's a bit of a cherry bomb, and that could not, you know, that could be very disappointing. But still, uh, something I would be going for. I moved Shane McClanahan down in the rankings here because we just don't know what's going on. Next spasm, he had the shoulder problem. Now he gets the Astros. He's going to be limited. There's so many question marks pulling him down. He wasn't as good as the last start. The first one back from his IL stand against the Jays, he threw like 98. And then this one was 95 or 96. So like, ah, uh, I don't know. I put him at the bottom of this tier. Same with Edward Cabrera. As we don't even know if he's starting. Does he have an ankle injury? Does he not? Is he going to be limited? I thought the Mar- Marlins were going to shut him down, but maybe they aren't. Who knows? Um, the question will start here. Zach Plesak gets the Royals. He's going tomorrow, not today. 
And this is still ill, but he's been stretched out in his AAA rehab starts. The Royals are not very Royals are not very good. I think it's considerable. I don't want to do it. Again, third tier, I do not want to start these. But Zach Plesak has the highest potential, I think, of all of them here. Dylan Buddy against the Tigers, you would think so, but he normally just goes five innings. Jacob Junis can go five innings against the Diamondbacks. Jose Suarez could go maybe five or six, but what are you going to get out of this against the Rangers? Brian Bayo has some potential with strikeouts against the Jays. Freddie Peralta, I don't know what the Brewers are doing. They've even said that he they are, they are vying for that wild card spot, just like the Phillies are here. It's a really fun battle going on there. And you don't know what the Brewers are going to do. Are they going to use Peralta and Ashby in relief? Are they going to piggyback them on Saturday? Or is Ashby going to start on Sunday? I would generally just avoid them. There may be something sneaky. If neither of them relieve on Friday, you might be able to get Ashby as a possible uh, piggyback for Freddie Peralta on Saturday. If he doesn't go then, then you can drop him. As if he starts on Sunday, I don't really want to do that because he's only going to go about four innings or so. I imagine that's going to be Adrian Hauser instead, and that would be more interesting against Miami. A lot of weird th- moving parts here with the Brewers. I would monitor it all. Make sure Peralta is in your lineup for today, though, because if he does come in relief, it should be good, and it could be in a win situation. Um, Wade Miley against the Reds is apparently still happening on Saturday, even though he had an oblique injury. He hurt himself throwing to second on uh, his last in his last start, I believe, on Sunday or Saturday. I, I don't really want to do this. If it's Keegan Thompson, he'll probably be limited if he does come back from IL against the Reds. Um, and the do not start to Mike Clevenger. I know he's against the White Sox, which isn't the Dodgers or Coors, but Clevenger has not been old Clevenger, and I would not be going after that. Austin Voth is now moved, in, moved to Saturday. Uh, but yeah, he's still in that do not start tier. Mackenzie Gore could be going for the Nationals. This is with TBD. I've been seeing Mackenzie Gore all week. It's possible um, he makes his first start for the Nationals. He hasn't looked so good in uh, in AAA. Has not come more than four innings. Last two games are both 18 batters face about four innings. And not necessarily dominant, but not necessarily terrible either. I'm going to put him in the do not start tier, but if you're desperate for something, maybe a little bit more electric, some strikeouts or something like that, I understand. I want to put him on the list here, but yeah, don't go after it. Drew Hutchison against the Twins, you don't want to do that. J.P. Sears against the Mariners, no. Chris Bubich against the Guardians. Cole Raggins against the Angels and Kyle Freeland at L.A. for the Dodgers. Absolutely not for all of that. And looking forward to just Sunday, you have Shane Bieber, Robbie Ray, Lance Lynn, Blake Snell, Zach Wheeler. I might move up Zach Wheeler, actually, in these ranks now looking at it. I should probably put him as the first one, and I'm going to do that right now as I made this initially not knowing... Uh, how exactly Wheeler would be looking. He's looking phenomenal. He's the number one play. So Wheeler, Bieber, Ray, Lynn, Snell, Webb. Then Gosman at, um, sorry, hosting the Red Sox. Tyler Anderson against the Rocky Road. So hosting them. Severino, Luis Severino against Baltimore. Those are the ones that are very clear to me. I might move Severino above Gosman here, but it's pretty good there at the top nine. Then Bassett versus Morton. I don't know who to choose here. I'm starting them both. But they both have interesting ceilings. They both have interesting floors. I think if you have them, you're absolutely starting them. Pablo Lopez against the Brewers also has some contention to him. So he's down here at 12. And then Adam Wainwright against the Pirates. He's gone through some fatigue, but it is the Pirates. And you're going to start Wainwright there. In the probable start tier, I believe I'm really tempted to put Bailey Ober into that auto start tier because he had 12 whips on a slider in that last start. And now it's the Tigers. And you just you got to do that. But it's still it's Bailey Ober. I mean, there, there are ways that this could mess up, so fine. I'll keep him at the top of probable start. 
Marcus Stroman just looked really good against the Phillies. He had a struggling start against the Pirates, against the Reds, hosting them in Wrigley. You got to do that. Ramonte Contreras is going to be a streaming pick against the Cardinals. He's looking great. The Cardinals are not as elite as they were out of the All-Star break. So this should be all right. Luis Garcia has been moved to Sunday. Jose Arquiti has been pushed all the way to Monday, it looks like, at this point. So Luis Garcia against the Rays, I think I'm okay with that. I moved Michael Walker down into the questionable start here against the, the Jays. I feel like that is a little bit weirder, especially after his last start, where he didn't have this pristine command. The changeup uh, has still been good, but it is the Jays, and it's kind of risky. Talked about Adrian Hauser against Miami. He's in that questionable start tier, though. If he is starting definitively on Sunday, that could be five, six innings without too much damage because it is Miami, and they're one of the worst offenses around. You have Zach Davies now going on Sunday instead of Dre Jameson. Davies did have his good changeup recently. That could be an interesting one. Again, questionable start, not starting them. But if you're looking for something, that one could work out well. Kyle Bradish and Corey Kluber go against tough offices. Yankees uh, for Bradish, Astros for Kluber. With Kyle Bradish, he brought back the full receiver last time, about 32 to 34% usage, over 50% fastballs in general. Not what I wanted to see after going 8.2 innings, not throwing the four seamer. A little bit frustrating, gives me less faith in him in this start. And Corey Kluber, he had some nice starts against tough opponents. I mean, he did well against the Astros last time, but last start was not very good. And you don't feel comfortable starting. Corey Kluber against the Astros. You also have James Caprillion at the end of this against Seattle. He did go seven innings against them last time he faced them. That felt like the peak. So we'll see what we get from Caprillion here. In the do not start tier, I don't want to go after Joey Wentz against the Twins. There's something to be said about Chase Anderson against the Cubs. He was limited by rain four innings, but looked good in those four in his last start. He's in Wrigley. There's an outside chance of this one, so I've made him 25th here. Uh, Corey Abbott against the Phillies. Tucker Davison against the Rangers. Spencer Howard coming back against the Angels. No, Max Castillo against the Guardians. And Herman Marquez at the Dodgers. Uh, maybe that isn't the worst one, because he does at least have a chance of doing something. As opposed to, like, Howard and Castillo and Davidson. But I think it's just, it, it's too detrimental for you. The other ones, I think, might go... Four innings of three and runs or something. Herman Marquez could go six and seven earned runs or something along those lines. So I'm I'm just actively avoiding it. But all right, good luck this weekend. If this is your last weekend, I hope to see you on Monday hearing about how your leagues went. Uh, it's been a wonderful season. Thank you all so much for supporting us. I'll be back on Monday. I'm going to have a long stream in the morning, not only doing my morning routine, but also adding the list to that morning stream. So definitely tune in for that one. Twitch.tv slash pictures, of course. But that's going to do it for today. So my name is Nick Pollock. I'm your Babbitts below, and your are strikeouts high.